Hi, it's Terence Wallace. Welcome to my podcast series, Stories from the Road. In 2014, I left the corporate world behind to begin my own business, Indelible Adventures Inc. This is a culmination of my writing, photography, speaking, and travel. Stories from the Road is a culmination of some of those stories that I've experienced along the way. I hope you enjoy them. Join me this week as we find ourselves on the road to Marrakesh in beautiful Morocco. For those of you that read my weekly blog, you'll know that Morocco has been on my must-visit list for some time now. As you know, last year I had to make the difficult choice between Japan and Bali and Morocco and Italy. I know, I have a tough life. What can I say? So after my amazing trip to Japan and Bali last year, Morocco was now at the top of the list. And so this week we find ourselves in beautiful Marrakesh. Depending on who you ask, I believe Marrakesh is the jewel of Morocco. Of all of Morocco, Marrakesh had been my destination of choice this year, with no ifs, ands or buts. Well, this is just one of my big trips this year and I still have a couple more in store, so you'll need to stay tuned to my podcast series as well. Like with most countries, each city has its own vibe, somewhat different from the others, and Morocco is no different. Ever since I was a young boy, I've always had a fascination for Marrakesh, and a word that always springs to mind when I think of this wonderful city as exotic. In fact, the very thought of exploring Marrakesh and the Medina, or the ancient walled part of the city, with the different sights, sounds and smells, brings out my adventurous spirit, although, as you know, I don't need that a lot of encouragement for that. Beautiful Marrakesh is a combination of Arab, Berber, Bedouin and French cultures all intertwined to bring you a distinctly intriguing experience. For me, the planning of a trip is almost as much fun as the trip itself. I always begin with flights in and out of my destination with the various airline combinations. Once this is satisfied, I then turn my attention to the accommodation. What can I say? I've become a creature of luxury and so spoil myself on finding the very best places to stay. And this visit was no exception. Just take our Riyadh, or guest house, as an example. La Jardin de la Medina is situated within the Kasbah neighborhood of Marrakesh. Our beautiful Riyadh makes me feel as though I'm nestled in a 1950s French colonial photo shoot for home and garden. With both its architecture and interior design, very much of that era. However, one of the best parts is that just outside its protective walls, I'm in a distinctly Arab alleyway with all the sights, sounds and smells that you'd expect. I think another great thing about our Riyadh is that it's centrally located in the Kasbah neighborhood. Kasbah means citadel in Arabic and uh, again, very, very close to the, the main core of the old ancient city of Medina. A Riyadh is differentiated as such by having either a pool or a fountain or both. Fortunately for us, we had both in our Riyadh. Many afternoons you'd find us under the shady palms by the pool, enjoying the cool summer air. July in Marrakesh is summer. In fact, it's the high summer. Although the mornings were quite cool, around starting off around 25 Celsius, but certainly by mid-afternoon making their way up to 38 Celsius or much, much warmer. Hence, when you're looking for accommodations, ensure that you're clear on the time of year that you're going to be there and whether you need a pool or not. 
I would always recommend a pool in Marrakesh, just given the daily heat. And a pool really does come in handy to cool off after a long morning's walk or exploration. There's a number of incredible cultural sites to visit during your time in Marrakesh. However, there are very, very few that equal the Jema El Fna Square. This incredible square is awash with snake charmers and the distinctive tabja or Moroccan cedar flutes, hawkers looking to lure tourists in on their tours, and African t-shirt sellers all jumbled together into a collision of colours, sounds and smells. Although for most foreigners another big attraction is the fresh orange juice sellers and their myriad of vendor carts in the early morning light. At dusk, the square transforms itself into one of the largest mobile restaurants on the planet, with over a hundred food stalls, mostly small sit-down affairs, all vying for your patronage with a seating for 6 to 12 people on average. Now, the restaurant tours can be pretty aggressive, but given the competition, this is a friendly sport where the smallest thing may differentiate them between them and their neighbours, so they'll latch onto you at any little thing and speak to you as if you're their long-lost relative. This type of theatrics is normal, but it can be a little intimidating for some of us. Now there's no need to worry, it's all part of the experience. The food specialties in Marrakesh centre around grilled meats and the tagines. They are at every restaurant and every stall, and are particularly delicious I might add. After visiting this busy square, you may want to take a break and check out a few other sites. Now just a short walk from the square is the beautiful Ketubia Mosque. It's situated on a palm tree dotted swathe of greenery and is one of Marrakesh's favourite spots for strolling and relaxing in the park. One of my other favourite places was La Gine Secret, or the Secret Garden. Take a bit of a time out from all your visiting of souks to enjoy a traditional Medina garden revived for the 21st century. This historic Riyadh was once owned by a powerful chieftain. The palatial gardens comprise both an exotic and traditional Islamic garden fed by a restored original underground irrigation system. The secret garden was excellent and truly is an oasis in this busy city. A couple more of my favourite places to visit. Uh, the first one was the Sardian tombs in the Kasbah, very close to our Riyadh. And the second one was the Badi Palace, which is uh, one of the ancient palaces of Marrakesh. Just fantastic. Another great activity to do is to visit an hammam, or a local spa, for an afternoon massage or relax. One of my favourite parts of the day is listening to the evening call to prayer from the surrounding mosques. Just close your eyes for a moment and imagine sitting on a rooftop patio or restaurant within the Medina. You're enveloped in the most incredible blue-purple dusk light, with the soft Saharan breeze caressing your face and the muffled sounds of the souks below enjoying the evening trade. Out of nowhere comes the melodious and mournful cries of the Imam as he calls his brothers to prayer. Such a beautiful and poignant moment each day to savour. Marrakesh is a friendly and harmonious city where the various local cultures and residents all seem to get along very well. The locals speak in a combination of French, Berber, Arabic or Bedouin and English and like many of the tourist cities, if you say no thank you to their offers, they're always very polite and friendly. 
There's no doubt that Marrakesh has become one of the jet-set lifestyle cities and definitely a place to say you've been. I'm glad I finally made it to this incredibly diverse and vibrant city. It was an incredible week and one of the best parts was not staying in one of the many hotel chains that are available, but to get local and find a Riyadh within the Medina that was within walking distance to everything that I wanted to visit and see. I know that if you go to Marrakesh, you'll also have an incredible time. But don't wait too long, things are hotting up there. It's one of the destinations that on everyone's list. So until next time, thanks for listening and have a great day. If you'd like to learn more about Indelible Adventures or the services we provide, please visit our website at www.indelibleadventures.com. Well, thanks for listening and until next time, ciao.